this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Okay. We're doing it because guess what episode this is, OG Sam? Episode 99. Episode 99. That's crazy. It is one Wayne Gretzky's number. No, that's it. It's just to Wayne. the number before 100. <laughs> it is the number of the episode you're listening to right now. And end of list, I guess. Yeah. I had thought I was going to be able to come up with more things. Uh, it's close. It's real close. Yeah. Um, been working. How's it going? Are you, are, do you have like lots of stuff to edit and things to do? Yeah. yeah Still more stuff to record? I, yes. We're not quite halfway, but it's coming. You have to go over here, phone, because you're making too much noise. So there was no better way to go into episode 100 than to once again introduce somebody to a movie they probably should have seen a super long time ago. So yeah. we are here tonight to introduce OG Sam, which I'm going to stop saying. I'm, you're just going to be Sam for the rest of this episode. This is too much. Enough. It's like double the time it takes to say your name. We are introducing you to Jaws. Yeah. 1975's Jaws, which not only just celebrated its 45th anniversary about a week ago, but takes place on the 4th of July. Oh, which is I didn't that when even... this goes up? Yep. It goes oh. up the fifth, but I mean, pretty damn yeah, close. Yeah, pretty much. So that wasn't even planned. Wow, that just, that's... That was just a happy coincidence. So once again, the timeliest podcast of 2020. Forget all of those ones giving you the COVID updates. This is the timeliest podcast of 2020. Bearing in mind, I just said we're doing this a week after its anniversary and the day after July, 4th of July. So, okay, so Jaws, you've never seen it, unless you're about to surprise me with the fact that you have. No, I mean, I think I've seen, I, I've seen bits of it. I know the general idea of Jaws. I think it's one that was, like, on TV a lot, so I would have seen parts of it. And then it also it's, like, I, you know, you know it's a popular movie. You know that there's a lot of, like, tropes and things that come from it. But watching it through, there were many different, like, things they said that I was like, oh, this is from Jaws. Like, and obviously some of them, like, you, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like, yeah. you know that one and you know where it comes from. But, uh, yeah, there were quite a few things that came up. And I'm like, oh, this is where that comes from. So, the one random one that got all us us, bleh, us excited that we wouldn't have caught before is that's some bad hat, Harry. Yes, I, I had the same. I was like, why do I know that? And, and Dylan was like, it's a production company. Yeah. yeah. Although we looked it up and we have no, we have no idea which because it's like, oh, they from House. It's like we didn't watch House, no, so I don't know it, where we remember hearing that's some bad hat, Harry, but. Oh, yeah. It's been in other things. I don't know. Like, once Dylan said that, I was just like, yep, that's it. And we did watch House, but I feel like it's been in things more recently than that. Yeah. I guess we should we should rewind, and let's set it up. Shark. Yeah. 
end of summary. <laughs> Beach? Beach, Beach shark. and shark? Shark in the water. Man goes into cage. Cage goes into water. Shark's in the water. Our shark. Well, you just, I feel like, certain, like went past like a whole bunch of other stuff, but yeah. I mean, that's the gist of it. There's a, it's, so we're on Amity Island, a like beachside coastal town, very touristy, survives on people coming in the summer, especially 4th of July weekend and tourists spending money in the local shops. That's where most of their income comes from, presumably, like that sustains them for the year. Mm-hmm. But a shark rolls in and he doesn't care about any of that. He's just like, I got to get my, well, I want to got to nom nom these humans. So he nom noms these humans. And for the first hour of the movie, we know there's a shark because we saw the poster and we know that's the problem that they're dealing with. But in the fiction of the movie, there's some doubt, like maybe it's a shark. Maybe I don't know. So there's this whole thing. We got chief Brody, our lead played by Roy Schneider. He's, you know, he's chief of police. And he's like, you got to shut the beaches down. People's is getting eaten. Uh, well, the first, the, and the first opening scene, a very, the iconic scene of the woman getting dragged around in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, that was a shark. That was a shark. You got to close the beaches. And the mayor's like, well, you know, this is the time. If we close the beaches, there's going to be panic. And then in a move, I completely forgot and immediately made me scared that I was watching it with my wife, who was very sensitive to these things. The shark eats a kid. Yeah. So yeah. that was a little unexpected. Mm-hmm. Having seen the movie before, but not in a while, it's like, this movie is pretty graphic for PG. Yeah, that's what Dylan said too. He's like, I, I can't believe this movie was PG-13 when it came out. Like, Not even. PG-13 rating didn't exist yet. Right? This was so just, just PG? straight PG. Like, bring, you know, bring your dad, but you're fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it is pretty graphic. And like, a lot of it is just... The water gets very red. Yeah. But there, but yeah, there's, there's... There's a head, though, at one point. Like, a severed head pops up in a surprisingly effective jump scare. Oh, right. Yes, that's true. And then, yeah, the, the kid is eaten, and the other's the... One of our... There's a character who's chomped up later, and doesn't... There's a limb at some point. Doesn't someone get a limb bit off? Yes. It just, it just sinks to the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Yeah. So this is a hard PG. Mm-hmm. This probably messed a lot. I mean, we know it did. That this messed a whole generation up. This is where the whole fear, like the tagline for Jaws Two, is just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Like this messed people up. Yeah, I can see that. It's uh, it was good at still like for forty five years old. Like I was still on the edge of my seat. I I knew what was coming, but they do a really good job of building the suspense and like. Like, don't do it. What are you doing? Get yeah. out of the water. <laughs> There's some real good murk. Like, they get a lot of good use out of you're under the water. You can see two feet in front of you. We know, again, we know there's a shark. Yeah. The, uh, the audience is in on this. Um, but, I mean, back to the quick, what should be a quick plot summary. Shark eats kid. People mad at shark. People kill shark. Everyone decides, we good. Look. The shark's dead. But Richard Dreyfus, he's, you know, he rolls into town as the shark expert and he's like, I don't think that's the right shark. I don't think we gotta keep looking. And the mayor's like, oh no, gotta get, you know, gotta get that money. He's got like I could these anchor or these, what are they called? The wheel that you st- used to steer a ship. He's got a suit jacket that's covered in them and it's an ugly, oh, ugly suit right. jacket. 
Yes. Um, There's a proper I don't know. nautical term for them. Email us at likethispodcast at gmail.com if you're a pirate or a sailor and you happen to know. Uh, they they reopen the beaches and then a, then a damn shark, another big another shark rolls in. So uh, Roy Schneider, Richard Dreyfus. I can't remember Richard Dreyfus's character's name and I feel bad about it. Brody and then Quint, who's this like crazy fisherman dude who originally offers them mm-hmm. 10 G's to go ki- kill the shark. They're like, you know, you pay him. We got to go get this shark. So they head out into the ocean. The back half of this movie is them out on the ocean out to kill this shark. And we don't actually see the shark again, a very, the very famous moment of him, the shark first appearing out of the water. And then we're going to need a bigger boat. It's like an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, eh? But you don't even need to see it. Like, in real life, you barely see it, right? Like, uh, yeah. it's coming at you from below. And I feel like that's part of what makes it so scary, right? Like, that it's down there? Yeah, and you don't know. It could be anywhere. It could yeah. come up at any point from any anywhere, yeah. Um, part of that yeah. is, dude, the film was notoriously troubled in its production, the documentary on the the disc, which I watched a long time ago, is I think it's even called like the shark is still working or still isn't working or something. It's all about mm-hmm. just what a nightmare it was. Like the shark never did what they wanted it to. Filming out on the water was horrible. So eventually, it just came down to we can't show the shark because the fucking thing doesn't work. But it actually mm-hmm. lends itself well because you'll just get like a little glimpse of it and go, oh my god, that thing is big until the end when you just. Yeah. jumps up and destroys a boat but yeah well i've seen the shark in real life it's in it's at disneyland or disney world whichever one's in florida you oh. there's like a little show you can go and they they like have the shark on display doing stuff so. yeah we were at the, uh, universal studios i don't remember oh. i was young i was like 12 when i where they have the shark it. hanging and you can like put your head in it or is this something that, different I don't know. It might be something different. Because we went to Universal Studios maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And we did the Jaws ride where they take you on the little tour and like the shark makes little appearances. But my yeah. wife was seated in a position, like I guess the worst position on the boat and never, like to her, we went on a boat ride. Oh no. <laughs> and occasionally people, like occasionally people got freaked out by something. But in her eyes, that was just a boat ride. It's like, I never, oh. I didn't even see the shark. It's like, really? That's he doesn't do much. He kind of just pops out and you're like, there he is. He doesn't really attack the boat or nothing, but. So. Yeah. So what else happens? So they go out in the boat. They are searching for the shark. They find the shark. And this shark is like smart yes and strong and that makes it scarier i think they, like it seems like this shark has like foresight and like is actually thinking about what it's doing and the yeah. impact it's gonna have and it's like oh like you put these barrels on me let me go under your ship and like use these barrels to destroy your ship and yeah. let me do all these scary things that show i'm actually thinking of you as an adversary and it felt like the shark was hunting them as much as they were hunting the shark. Definitely. The kind of the recur- reoccurring thing is that they 
severely underestimate the shark like all of them as they kind of treat mm-hmm. it as a jovial like ah we're gonna go get this shark and every step of the way like you said when they're attaching these barrels to it so that it helps weigh him down and he can't go under it's like they eventually get three barrels on him and they're like oh it can't go under with three barrels can't you know never never happens and of course he does and he start yeah exactly he starts to sort of figure things out like when he goes down and richard dreyfus goes down in the cage the shark knows like just go around behind you all sneaky like yeah he's wow. like looking out for him and then all of a sudden he's right behind him yeah yeah it, it it's uh it's scary i do you know are sharks actually that smart i don't know enough about sharks and i didn't have time to look it up but yeah i don't i don't watch shark week oh, I me watch, either i watch things like jaws and deep blue sea and in is that the one those, with yeah, Deep Blue Sea, is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. They're that, very smart in that movie. They are crazy smart in that movie. So I have to assume that yes. I know the big thing about this movie is shark experts got all mad because people were saying, oh my God, I can't go in the water. A shark will eat me. And they were, you know, I, actually a shark wouldn't typically do this. He, a shark wouldn't go out of its way to attack a human. But again, Sam, you and I know these motherfuckers are all in the pocket of Big Shark. <laughs> and they will say whatever they need to say to get us back in the water and make that fast shark money. I like that you went with in the pocket of big shark instead of in the pocket of tourism. Like no. the mayor is in this particular situation. That's the part of the movie they didn't show you. It's in the deleted scenes where the shark mm. and the mayor, like, you know, the mayor dips his head under the water and the shark rolls up and they have a little bubble conversation that's subtitled. And he just oh, yeah. says, thanks for the chow, and then coughs up some pirate gold. Sounds like that happens. I That's believe what, it. It's in this probably one of the sequels. Do you know how many, fun trivia question, do you know how many sequels they made to Jaws? Four? Well, three sequels? Are there four Jawses? There are four Jawses. Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and Jaws colon The Revenge, where the shark goes so beyond smart that he can actively seek revenge on the people who have wronged him. Wow. But like they killed Jaws, like the original Jaws, right? Yes. That's why the later movies don't make a lot of sense. I think Jaws, I haven't seen the sequels in a long time. If I remember it, Jaws 2 is kind of a diehard 2 situation where it's it's Brody again. Like, oh, how could this happen to the same guy again? They're like, you know about killing sharks. Go kill this shark. Jaws 3 is just a completely different set of characters. It's a shark in an amusement park or like a, um, like a sea world. Sea world, yeah. And then Jaws 4, I believe, is the one that's very confusing because it makes it seem like it's the Jaws from the first or like related to the shark from the first movie because he's seeking out the Brody family members and killing them off one by one. So it's like a shark slasher movie, kind of. Wow. It's super stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Because this one, like, felt like it could happen. Especially because, like, they do get into doing, like, some research on how sharks work. And and while they don't say, you know, this shark will find these particular humans, it's like they have a routine and they tend to eat in the same place and they tend to eat at the same time of day. And so, you know, like, to look out for the shark at particular times in particular areas. And that sounds legit for someone who has done zero research on sharks but uh seeking out a particular family seems way less legit than that 
you also just highlighted the problem with ourselves and most moviegoers who would just sit, watch this movie and go like, this movie knows a lot about sharks and I'm going to take its word for it. Especially in 75. He, he was flipping through textbooks. He had yeah. some like shark encyclopedias with some pretty graphic pictures in there too. Just yeah. while we're adding to that PG rating, like there was uh, there were some pictures in there that made me cringe for sure. Imagine, I guess was that, was Jaws for kids then like Jurassic Park for us? Because I remember Jurassic uh, Park messed me up because I was, I guess I would have been eight, eight or nine. And I was like, I want to go see the dinosaur movie. It's like, oh, they're, they are killing people. People are yeah. dying. Yeah. And then I asked Jurassic my mom if we could go terrifying. home and she said no. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, that, that would be probably exactly what moviegoers in the 70s were doing their kids were like i i want to leave now <laughs> not yet yeah they haven't even gotten on the boat yet jesus just yeah we want to go watched... see the shark movie with me sure dad we watched it in two bits but it was really like it was one of those where we almost watched it all in the same night because it was captivating for sure, but it was getting late and I was like, okay, how much is left? But by the time they get on the boat, we, it was uh, when they start having their comparing scars conversation and then shit starts to get real dark. I was like, okay, how much time is left? So that's where we paused. Um, Cause yeah, that, that conversation got super dark. Oh, the USS Indianapolis. Yeah. 320 so, men went in the water. Yeah. Got it. I just want to talk like Quint. All like this. This listening to him talk is so good. I'll um, get him for you. Yeah. So I guess for that part, they're in. They're literally. So they're getting drunk on the ship at this point. Is there one uh, barrel on the shark? Maybe I think I don't know. so. They're I, feeling. I forget. They're they're feeling pretty okay about their situation at this point. Yeah, like the boat has not been torn up. Like they're in a decent position just getting wasted, comparing scars, like literally comparing scars. And it made me wonder if that's where that concept comes from, that like men sit around and compare scars and you're like showing off your battle wounds. I forgot that the, have you seen Chasing Amy? Yes, but I don't know. Okay, there's a scene in Chasing Amy, which I would have seen more recently the last time I saw Jaws, that is literally just this scene verbatim, right down to like, I got that beat, I got that beat. Except they're yeah. all comparing oral sex injuries, which what are the odds you would get a group of four people together who could all present one upmanship oral sex injuries? I don't know, but Minimal. somebody's doing something wrong if you're comparing injuries. That um, movie is on the list. We will eventually get to it. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, they're comparing scars, and then he gets, like, super dark, and that's, like, the scariest thing. He ended up shipwrecked with whatever you said, like, 300 sailors, and they, the sharks came, and they just, like, essentially get into groups, into little pods, and they try and fight off sharks, and people just get tore the fuck up. So, yeah, that was scary. If anyone wants to see the full cinematic story of the USS Indianapolis, there is a 2016 Nicolas Cage film called USS Indianapolis colon Men of Courage that you could watch. I wouldn't say that you should. It's longer than Jaws. I'm just looking it up now. And it was directed by Mario Van Peebles. 
Um, and it has a 5.2 on IMDb, which is probably one of the better ratings Nicolas Cage's movies have gotten in the last <laughs> decade. So maybe it is worth your time. So they made a movie about this story? Well, the, Is this the, a legit story? Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Oh. Um, yeah, the USS Indianapolis, that was a thing, and like they were stranded. I assume, yes, a bunch of sharks did eat them. Um, but right. most of that is true. Uh, the first user review of this Nicolas Cage movie is subject line, oh dear. So that's probably everything you need to know right there. Uh, yeah, that's when the movie yeah. basically, because during that scene is when the shark essentially decides, I'm done with this, and smashes, starts smashing his way into the boat. And then it's yeah. just pretty much a sprint to the finish line at that point. Yeah, it really raised the stakes there. It was like, up until that point, it was still like, yes, a couple of people had died, but it, they were lighthearted enough that they're joking and drinking and having a good, decent time. And then it was just like, yeah, it very, very much accelerated from there that the boat's being destroyed. He destroyed the radio. That was another thing this crazy guy did. I yeah, Quint breaks at the this radio, point. presumably because uh, Brody's trying to call the Coast Guard, so we can assume Quint at that point is because after he tells the story, we know this dude don't like sharks. So yeah. pres- he doesn't he doesn't say it, but we can assume he does it because he's like, no, I'm not letting the Coast Guard. This is my I'm doing this. This is my this is my mo- my Moby Dick. Yeah, well, and his ten thousand dollars, right? I feel like and ten thousand like, dollars. Don't want to. We're not going in. But I feel like it's very short-sighted to take your radio out when you're like, we're doing okay right now. You don't know how you're going to be doing in two hours from now, two days from now. Oh, yeah. Well, the ship is already taking on water at that point. Yeah. And then it only gets worse from there. I was about to say I would bail at that point, but I would have bailed before. Do you want to get on this boat? Yeah. That's where my movie stops. I'm a little surprised because they do say from the very beginning that Brody, the chief of police or whatever, he doesn't like to swim. He doesn't like to sail. He doesn't like the water. Like, why would he have ever gotten on that boat? If you're going to pay this guy to go catch that shark, why are you getting involved? Let him catch that shark. The stakes become personal because the shark goes to where his son is. So it's like the setup for the fourth movie. He's like, that shark wants my kids. I got to kill him before he gets my kid. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, um, I do feel a little ashamed because I know as kids, I think we liked the sequels a little bit more because there's more shark. We're like, oh, um, I just want to see more shark. So as an adult, I can look back at my child self and go, you are an idiot. Because so much of this movie's appeal is in the characters. Like to say you don't see the shark for an hour and 10 minutes, it doesn't really matter because Brody, Quint, and oh my god, I feel awful that I can't think of the third character's name, so I just have to look it up. Make for just, a very engaging trio. Like, to say they spend ten minutes just in the boat talking about non-shark-related things, and you're... Yeah. For a while, you almost forget until a shark starts ramming into the boat that, oh yeah, that is the situation we're dealing with. Hooper. Um, Hooper. There you go. Uh, what... What else are they going to say? I, yeah, all my notes w- about him just have Richard Dreyfus. It doesn't say his actual name. Um, it's pretty on yeah. brand for what we do around these parts, though. So, 
He, his character is so funny because when he arrives, they don't give any background. He's just kind of a shark expert, right? Like you, you're just like, I don't know who this guy is, but he seems to know what he's talking about. And then later, I'm not super far in, but later you find out that he's just a rich guy who likes sharks. Yeah. Like he's kind of funding his own research going off into wherever he's going off to. And he's just like, he really, he likes sharks. And he's super interested and he just goes out and pays for himself to do it, which uh, I don't know how we're supposed to feel. I w- originally, I was like, I don't know how we're supposed to feel about this guy. And then that comes out and then like you get, you get to like him more, I think, throughout. But I was just like, when he comes in and he's kind of telling everyone off and he's like, that's not the shark. We need to cut it open. Like, you've got the wrong animal here and i'm just like what are are we supposed to like him are we supposed to hate him what are we supposed to feel about him but and then they reveal he's just is he's just rich and he likes to just chase sharks around and figure things out i don't know Um, did it say he likes to hunt them or he just likes to go out there and look at them like did we get into rich guy hunting for sport i get why we want to kill it ate a kid yeah, I don't think he, he's hunting them for sport, no. I think he just really likes sharks and is curious about them and is more studying them than anything. I don't, I don't get the impression that he's going out there with the intention of just murdering a bunch of sharks. I think he's, he seems to be more research-based and you kill them if you have to, but, you know. You did yeah. actually just bring up a question I remember having while watching it which is when they catch the, f- the first shark, the one that they're all proud that they solved the problem. And Hooper's saying, we cut it open, let's see what it recently ate. And the mayor's argument back is, I'm not going to cut that shark open and watch the remains of that boy fall out in front of everybody. But were they really advocating that, like, let's do it right now? Couldn't they have taken I the thought, I feel like I had the same do, thought. But yeah. it's, it's just a weird argument back. But also, the mayor tote sucks. Yeah, the mayor definitely sucks. But I, I felt that way too. It's like, okay, we don't have to do it now. But I, I, I feel like the point that Richard Dreyfus was making was like, don't let them celebrate this until we're sure. And so, you know, you didn't have to cut the shark open in front of them, but maybe you wanted to like shut that down with the yeah. celebration. Because and of then. Course- Yes, because then it comes back, and that's when it comes back at um, Brody's son, who survives. But there, a guy does get killed that time, right? In that scene? I, I didn't think... Does, does it get someone else? And then the kids are all swimming away, and his son kind of just ends up in shock and is just sitting there. Was there, I like, a man? Hmm. Maybe? Is that remember. when the limb falls to the ground? Um, when, it, when does it, like... Just... Yeah, I think so. Looking at looking at the order of my notes, I think that that is when the leg drops to the ground. That would make sense. Um, also, yeah. Uh, yeah, the real shark. I'm looking at just looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, kills a boater. It yeah, causes his oldest son to go into shock. Yeah, 
and that's where I have I, yeah next to each other I have my note about the leg dropping and then my next note is fucking swim exclamation mark <laughs> because the kid is just there and I understand you're in shock but like fucking swim yeah just go yeah and of course just like do anything we could get into it the idea of how oddly timely it is to watch a movie where a bunch of people preemptively celebrate solving a problem and open up a beach only to find that, oh dear God, the problem's getting worse. Yeah, I definitely have that note as well. This movie is Trump and the coronavirus. Yeah. Because yeah, at this point, yeah, if the mayor is been... just like, no, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Everything's fine. Get back out there. Business is what matters more. This is about our economy and yeah. we need to make money. And we, then we this all money. happens. Yeah, the parallel, I know we try not to talk about it too much, but I mean, if anyone here follows me on Twitter, you know that the idea of that has been completely thrown at the window as I've gotten weirdly angry and political on Twitter in the last week, because at this point, like, whatever, it's fine. I don't think there's any people listening who are going to be like, I can't believe he's anti-coronavirus. Delete (laughs) from feed. But yeah, it was the whole, that whole stretch of, telling people, the mayor telling people in secret, like, now we can't let this get out there because people are going to start to, and we need them to go to the shops. So we're going to open everything. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. The parallels there. I was unexpected little, little bit when we're watching this in given time or in current times. Granted, our problem is bigger than shark since it's not contagious. Sharks, I mean, what if they were? Sure, or Jaws 5. Isn't that the scariest thing you could think of? It's just like you can catch shark? I don't even know what that would be. Oh, man. But yes, Jaws 5. Although there's enough shark franchises out in the world right now that we can squeeze that into something, I'm sure. That's true. Uh, I had another thought that was mixed in there, and now I lost it. So I'll let you consult a note while I try and pull it back. All right. Um... What other notes? Oh, like they, so uh, the family, Brody's family just moved here from wherever. That's not. Um, I think they just say the city or that makes right? it like, like they it come from the a city. city. So I do have notes about their accents and he's like making fun of them. And it's like how you say like yad. I'm going, I'm going to go to the yad and get the car. Oh and, yeah. Uh, that's right. The start to the car to get the yad. Yeah, and then, the, like, I had another point, someone says white sand beaches, but they really pronounce that H. They're like, white, white sand beaches. Um, it does so all make it, it, it does make it pretty clear, too, that these islanders do not trust non-islanders. Yeah. There's one, so like, also, one-off line about, like, I've lived here for this long. When will I be considered an islander? It's like, never. You were born yeah. here. Um, also, when they have, so... They, I guess, have kind of a town hall meeting after the kid gets killed. And they're like, we just need to shut down the beach for like 24 hours. We've got to figure this out. And someone in the background, I don't know if you caught this, says 24 hours is like two weeks. Which (laughs) I I was just like. (laughs) That math doesn't check out. No, that's 14, 24 hours is. Right? But it it was just like, what? And I think it was more in terms of like the uh, tourism impact. If you shut down for 24 hours, that that has a huge impact. And, and, you know, once it gets out there that there's a shark, 
and you're shutting down the beach for 24 hours, that's going to have an impact beyond yeah. that time. But and the, the line was just 24 hours is like two weeks. And the parallel to our current situation too of even if after those 24 hours, you're like, the problem's fine, we're going to open back up. You're still going to have those large percentage of people who are like, you know what? I'm good now. I don't really want to go out there and risk sharks. Yeah. But yes, I would like to have also seen a deleted scene where after that line is yelled, they're like, so anyway, wait, what? Harry, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. No, Harry, no. Just completely unscripted. <laughs> 24 hours is not like two weeks. Harry, get up here. <laughs> um, what else? What were you looking up while I talked about? Oh, accents? I remember. I was just going to highlight the music is all I was going to say before. Because mm. you can't talk Jaws without talking about probably one of the most famous movie pieces of movie music ever, because even if you've never seen Jaws, you immediately dun, know. Dun, yeah. That dun, dun, that people do when you, well, I guess to mimic when a shark is coming, but all kinds of life situations, like I'm sneaking up on somebody. Yeah. And there are stories that I guess when they did the test screening for this movie, investors or the studio, whoever were like, Oh, this is not good. This is not good. And then as soon as they added that music in, it completely makes it a different movie, which I can mm. definitely see. Like if they're just under the water and nothing is happening, okay. Yeah. But, oh, it's such a good. And my wife actually pointed out something interesting that when they go under the water, the score gets muffled, which oh. I didn't pick up on, but it would be a cool touch. Like I guess when Richard Dreyfuss submerges, like the water, the music starts to sound like it's also underwater. Yeah. And we got to hear it performed live last year before, you know, live music oh, got right. canceled forever. So I'm glad we got to see that. And Hamilton's coming to Disney Plus tomorrow. That'll be like what it would have been if we'd gone to see it live. Oh, right, because you were going to go see it. Yep. We and never we, got tickets because it was crazy expensive. And we then... completely forgot until I was talking to my parents. and They were like, oh, yeah, this past weekend, that would have been your show, right? It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you're, we were going to come oh. watch the kids so you could go see your, your musical. It's like, oh, God, that's right. We would have been cultured. <laughs> we would have been on the internet being like, oh, you didn't see Hamilton? Oh, well, it's sold out now. But oh, if it ever comes back. Nope. Stupid real life Jaws situation. Yeah. The mayor doesn't really get his comeuppance either. You kind of, you're waiting because, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine he's going to get reelected. It's a lot of blood <laughs> on his hands. Well, some blood, but, you know, metaphorically. I think that his last scene is basically him signing the agreement to devote the budget to pay Quint to go kill the shark, and then that's kind of it. He's already kind of convincing Great. himself the lies he needs to tell himself to, I had a big fancy word that I was going to use and I lost it. Abfuscate? Abjugate? There's some word to alleviate mm, guilt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole time, like, he's just, he's a dick. He does a good job of, of playing that role because yeah. he, yeah, he's an asshole. He and not a cartoonish puts, dick, it turns out. Totally believable. Like, absolutely, yeah. I could see this happening. Oh, definitely. Like, it, it felt very much like what would happen in that situation. There'd be somebody, whether it's the mayor or someone else, who's like, no, we can't, we can't shut down the beach. You even let people know there might possibly be a shark and you're going to have panic on your hands. But then, of course, what happens is they find out after the, sh 
this like child gets murdered. And then that's even worse because now they're like, oh, you could have prevented this small child from getting eaten by a shark and you chose not to. So, and that comes back on Brody and, if, and not the mayor, of course. He gets a good slap to the face from yeah. the kid's mom. Which, I mean, I can see him deserving from her perspective. But when we know that he wanted to shut things down, it's like, you should have slapped the mayor. Yeah, we know that. But again, I'm glad the movie doesn't get into like, well, hang on, let me explain why this isn't my foot. No, 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 come back. Yeah. Well, and I don't think he, like, I think he fully takes on the responsibility of it. Like, I think he does realize like, yeah, this is my fault. And I do feel really shitty and really guilty. And that kid did die because I wasn't man enough to close the beach. So, and, and I felt like they did a good job of emphasizing that, like the severity of the, the consequences of that decision. It wasn't just like this happened and we're going to go chase a shark. It was like, this happened. This lady is upset. You made a bad choice and a kid died. Yeah. So, and I guess maybe that's why, because if it had been an adult, maybe people would have been like, whatever, but you know, shark eats yeah. a kid. There's no better way to get people riled up. It was like, what? I don't know. It ate Steve from the butcher shop. Did anyone really like Steve? All <laughs> Well, and then you don't have Steve's mom coming back and getting all upset in your oh, face. Oh, yeah, Steve's mom's dead. <laughs> like, we can find someone else to butch. It's probably fine. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. What else? Oh, you mentioned that, like, Severed Head, that um, they, so- like, find a, a shipwreck and... There, he's underneath the boat. And every time he gets in the water, like, I'm just like, why are you getting into the water? This is bad news bears. So he gets into the water. And of course you're waiting for the shark to show up. But what happens instead is. Damn uh, head. Yeah. A head just like appears in the hole in the bottom of the boat. And it's yeah. Which is a, a good, a good a, little scare, but yeah. not what I expected. Yeah. I expected a fantastic a jump scare because yeah, exactly. The one nice thing is with a shark, it's hard for a shark jump scare because it's a damn shark. So it, they do a good job of like the one at the cage where all of a sudden like, Oh, nope, nope. He's behind you or that one. Like, you no one's expecting a damn head to all of a sudden be in front of your face. And no one ever wants that on land. Severed heads are bad enough, let alone underwater deteriorating severed head with a perpetual scream face. Yeah, and then he drops the the stuff. What did he have? He had a a tooth, a giant tooth oh, yeah. that he dropped and like his flashlight and just dropped everything. His a knife, which would have been his only weapon. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, oh, Dylan wanted to mention the foreshadowing of the tank. They they show the tank so many they times because sure we do. did not get into like how they. So in the end, there's the epic battle between these three men, this sinking ship, and the and the shark. And uh, Quint gets gets eaten real yeah, good. Gets nom nommed. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even get his hero moment. My wife no. was waiting for that moment where like, oh, he's gonna take an eye out or he's going to do something. No, he just gets eaten. Right. And I, I felt like, especially after the, like 
backstory, I kind of thought he was going to get a hero moment, but he just dies. Yeah, which again, um, kudos to the movie is unexpected to not go the route of like, of course he's going to take, you know, maybe he'll like, give me that grenade and he'll blow the shark up from the inside and we'll be like, oh, he's dead, but he he took yeah, out the shark with him. He had his moment like, no, he just gets eaten and everyone else has to move on from the situation real quick. Although actually Richard Dreyfus is already gone under in the cage the shark destroys the cage and richard dreyfus swims off so we don't know his fate at that point yes well and i mean him him swimming off i think so he had like some sort of harpoon with uh whatever to kill the shark some sort of drug that was gonna take the shark out so which he dropped when the he's just dropping shit in the water this whole movie so he dropped that and then when the um Cage ends up completely destroyed. It kind of seems like maybe he's going back to try and find that and hopefully have a chance against the shark, but uh, then we don't see him again until the very end. Um, and so Brody is left on this sinking ship. Sinking the ship guy who, can, who doesn't like shark. to swim, doesn't like to sail. And uh, Quint and has reemerged to be like, I still have room in my belly. Let's yep. keep this going. But and thankfully, then, we know about that tank. That yes, yeah. the earlier scenes were like one step times. shy of, hey, Hooper, this tank seems like it's going to be important. I agree, Brody. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think like four times we see the, the tanks before he shoves the tank in the shark's mouth. The shark is swimming away or swimming at him. He gets a bunch of shots fired off and eventually gets the one that blows that shark. Yes. And he gets his one liner, which I feel like gets cut off in in the audio. His final line to the shark before he shoots the tank in its mouth and he blows up is smile. You son of a bitch. And the Mm. subtitles say it, but I'm pretty sure it's smile. You son of a, and then the gunshot, which is weird because we literally just watched a man get eaten alive five minutes ago we can handle some you know sitcom level cursing and then right after that is a shot of a shark with its head blown off slowly floating to the bottom of the water while like magical mystical music plays like victory ain't angelic music while we're looking at a blown up shark carcass yeah there were so many so many shark bits just flying through the air, through the water, just everywhere. This movie, like, I don't know. I've never seen a shark attack, but, like, the amount of blood in this movie is just out of control. I don't like, I, yeah. I would think there's a lot. Right? But, like, enough to make the water run that red? I don't know. Probably. I, there's a lot of blood in the human body. The part I, I noted... I guess there's some blood in the shark body. ...was after they blow the shark up, and it shows um, Quint and Hooper... Or not Quint, uh, Brody and Hooper kind of floating on the little bit of wreckage. While they're talking, you can see that the blood water is just going into their mouths, and I wanted somebody mm. to acknowledge that. Yeah, it's pretty yucky. But before we completely wind down here... We're gonna do a little. Oh, right. We're gonna do a little something special <gasps> with our special what? guest. Hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so how's the vacation checking going? Uh, pretty well. Good. Pretty well <laughs> so far. Um, so, yeah, I had a little game prepared, and when I found out it was just going to be one person, I refused to accept that because I spent too much time on this. So, welcome to, to the show, Rob. Uh, we have just pretty much been uh, winding down. We just got to the shark exploding. So I figure, you know. But I think, I mean, our final thoughts is Jaws is still super good. Yeah, I, I, like, for my first viewing, definitely all the way through, I was on the edge of my seat. It held up for sure, I think. Like, I, I did not feel, like, often when you watch things that are 45 years old, like, they're out of date, the, like, uh, what's it called, special effects are shitty in a way that makes it hard to believe. But, like, you know, obviously the shark is not a real shark. But I think they did a really good job, and I... I enjoyed it for sure, and it, yeah, it had me was your, the suspense. Uh, was your first thought, we need at least four more of these? <laughs> There's only three um, we talked about. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was not my, my first thought. I can see why they would make more, because even back then, when you, when you find something that people pay for, just keep turning it out and pe- until people stop paying for oh, it. Oh, yeah, so. and the movie That's was fun. huge. Also, it was based on a book, which we never talked about, but apparently no one really likes the book. I've never read it. I had no idea. But I've seen the, It's all from the perspective of the shark, I heard. Oh, my God, would I ever read that book? You should write that book. <laughs> <laughs> it can either go one of two ways. The first one is the, like, it was early. A little earlier than usual. Food is scarce. Hmm wonder if I should go over that. Or it's just swim, 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 swim. Bite, 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 Swim, swim, swim. No, I quite, I, like the, I quite like the first spin that you put on it, but with like a, a noir feel. That's what I would want. <laughs> the lady on the beach in the red bikini was back. <laughs> All the other women were fair game, but she, ooh, she was different. Anyway, we're going to play a shark game. Awesome. Uh, so it doesn't really have a name, so we'll just call it, is that a real shark movie? Uh And I have noted down 10 shark movie names. You will tell me, is that an actual shark movie that somebody made, or did I just make that movie up? Is everybody ready? Yeah, I was really hoping I could coast on my existing knowledge of sharks, which is about three things, and okay. none of them are movie titles. So, All right, yeah. well, then here we go. And then after, you can tell us those three things you know about sharks. Okay. Number one, Sharktopus. I want to say real movie. <laughs> And we yeah, gotta, that would be that's too much thinking. We got to keep this quick. I, d- I don't think you would start with a false one, so that one's true. That's real. So you're both saying real? Yeah. Yes. Sharktopus is indeed a real movie. So that's, that is a tie so far. Number two, Volcano Shark. True. True. That is fake. Ah. Made that one up. Still tied at one as we go into Sharks in Space. <laughs> I'm just going to say true. That's got to be true. That is not real. They no? have not made Sharks in Space yet. <laughs> which is Brilliant crazy. Ideas. Still tied at one, Ghost Shark. Okay, that has to be true. Right, true. Why not? That is true. Ghost Shark is real, as is Exorcist Shark. 
which is not included on this list. <laughs> five-headed shark attack. False. Yeah, I'm going to go false, but that you've changed the number. Yeah, it's like two-headed or something. That is real. There is a two-headed, a three-headed, a four-headed, a five-headed, <laughs> and a six-headed shark attack. Oh, God. No. I stopped at three. I have not seen four, five, or six. Oh, you've seen the first three. I saw the first, the first two. two. There yes. are not even bad fun. They're just garbage, garbage movies. Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. True. I'm going to go false. Sam is correct no. and pulls into the lead. That is an actual movie that somebody made. Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. True. False. That is also real. Sam, two points. <laughs> I just points want a winner at this point. In the lead. <laughs> Mega Shark versus Rhinoceraptor. False. Yeah, no, I'm not having that one. False. Yes, I made that one up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Mega Shark did fight a few other foes that I don't have listed here. Sharknado 7, colon, the seventh Sharknado. True. False. I don't think they got to seven. Uh, that is false. For that exact reason, they stopped at six. <laughs> ah, there you go. And finally, Sharktopus versus Whalewolf. False. I'll go true. That is real, yeah. which unfortunately means we end in a tie. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry. I'm sure we can just keep this going. <laughs> no, that's not true. I have a few other real titles memorized, but I can't come up with fake ones. So okay, I'll, t- I'll take the tie. We'll, uh, we'll do the tie break on episode yeah. 190, whatever. 199 when we do Jaws 2. Sure. That's the secret, is every episode between 100 and 200 are just sequels to the ones that we did the Whoa. first time around. So get ready, uh, I guess, Rob, because we're pretty close to three ninjas kick back. Yeah, you probably need to order that upgraded spy file as well. Oh, yep. <laughs> uh, Sam, we can do the new Sabrina. Oh my god, this would be so easy to do. <laughs> There's got to be some they didn't they didn't make. You'll just have to uh, make sure you bother uh, Kevin Smith enough on Twitter to make a sequel to whatever the Walrus one was. Oh, he did already, didn't he? There, is there not, a sequel not an to actual it? sequel, but like, isn't oh, like, Hose as part of the same universe type? It is, and yeah. uh, actually, perfectly connected to what we're talking about right now. He will be closing out that trilogy, uh, the True North trilogy. With a movie called oh, Moose Jaws. Jaws right. <laughs> which is Jaws with a moose. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he announced it years ago, but now he's actually out there saying, like, no, I, it's written. It's, it's done. I'm going to get Johnny Depp to come back, but if I can't, I'm just going to get Nicolas Cage. Which I love the not even arrogance of just saying, if this doesn't happen, Nick Cage will do it. Like, who are we all kidding? We just, we talked about that today, too. Bad Nicolas Cage movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Rob. I don't know if you stick through to the end of this now, or yeah, I was wondering the same thing. If you just like kick me back out of the Zoom room, now. <laughs> yeah, Rob, get out of here. <laughs> okay, bye, bye, Rob, bye, Rob. Sam, what's something you're currently enjoying? I forgot to ask Wada and Jordan last week, which I also uh, forgot to ask them the last time they were on. So apparently, oh, I just no. don't give a shit. That's too bad because I actually have a complaint for my what am I enjoying? So I'm like finishing up. 13 Reasons Why, season four, and we there just finished four up. seasons of that? Yeah. So, and we just, just finished dead up Dead Season Meat. one. What is that show about? Yeah. 
So, so season one, the girl kills herself and she made these tapes, yeah. 13 reasons why like she I read herself. that book and that's why I never watched the show because I had no interest in reliving that. Okay. And it, like, it was great. The first season was really good, really well done. The second season, her parents are suing the school for like whatever neglect essentially. And like, they just let bullying go on. They knew about this kid who's a rapist and didn't do anything about it. Like lots of things happened that they felt led to her killing herself. And then the next season after that, shit gets weird. Like the the guy who raped her gets murdered and they're figuring out who did it. And they're then they're covering up the fact that like one of these kids murdered this guy. And like, so it just kind of spirals and season four is ridiculous. And I'm kind of just watching it for whatever. But Dead to Me, I don't know if you guys ever watched Dead to Me, where... The Christina Applegate yeah. show? Uh, my wife recently powered through, I think, all of it, because I think yeah. it's when it added a second season that mm-hmm. it brought it to her attention. But yeah, so season it. one and was great and, like, really had us on board. Season two became the biggest soap opera. Like, just the most ridiculous things happened. It's like, she killed a guy and then he's got a twin brother and so the twin brother's back and then she mur- she murdered him and then she ends up sleeping with the twin brother like what you you're sleeping with a guy who's identical to a person you murdered like it it just gets out of control so my I guess complaint also spoilers is, for dead to me and 13 yeah. reasons why <laughs> whatever i don't even care it's i'll put it in the notes that. hopefully people read those <laughs> we'll find out anyway it just gets ridiculous. So my complaint is, or just statement, I guess. I think maybe there's a reason why Netflix picks up all these things that are so great and have such solid season ones. And I'm starting to think that the networks actually have a legit system to be like, this is a great idea, but it's not going to hold up. Like we can't sell this idea for the next 10 years. This is not a modern family. This is not whatever. So because I'm just finding the quality of Netflix originals really declines after the first season. I think Stranger Things is doing a pretty good job, but yeah. even Stranger Things came out so strong and then it it definitely has not been quite as good. That one was tough though, because that one, I don't think even they were anticipating like, anything remotely close to the fervor like i even remember we fired up stranger things as the new winona rider show like hey that new winona rider show looks all right and then all of a sudden a week later it was the biggest thing in the world so that but Mm yeah they've you're right in that they've managed a decent level of quality i guess riverdale isn't a netflix original in the states it is considered one here that was the first example i thought of where like season one was this very interesting central murder mystery. And then they wrapped up that murder mystery, looked around and went, fuck, what do we do now? And the answer, having watched season two was everything. Yeah. Like they sat in a writer's room and went, okay, what is the central plot of season two? And then eight writers pitched their ideas and the showrunner said, okay. Yeah. And that was it. Like, okay, that's which one? what dead to me felt like like it just felt like they're like oh and then this could happen and this could happen and it just was like everything that could possibly have happened was happening it was just like where was the quality of this show that like had us hooked the first time and then it just became a soap opera which is fine if that's what you want to watch but it just 
was not what we signed up for after season one. So I feel like, I don't know, the networks definitely have more foresight when they choose shows to look for something that will continue to be good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Netflix is like, this is a great idea, which is true. Like a lot of these have been really great ideas and they've had amazing season ones, but I just feel like the longevity of Netflix shows is not necessarily yeah. there. And now with no movies coming out in theaters, I feel like it's going to get even more ridiculous. Cause yes, Netflix definitely has a shotgun approach to like, okay, what's next? A show where the floor is literally lava and people jump on tables. Oh my God. Did you watch that? Because yes. we can also talk about that. That was the worst. We watched like one, we watched one episode, I think. And I was like, no, we f- we're done with this. We fell asleep to it for a few nights. We almost didn't make it through episode one because we wanted those triplets to fall in actual lava and just call it a show. Um, but then the the episodes get shorter, which is better. Uh, okay. And then by episode five, they just loop back through the same rooms. And we are like... Mm. Why? Why would we want to watch that? So I no decided it would be hilarious if, because like it looks like it, the rooms are probably a swimming pool. Like it looks like they're actually falling into yeah. water or something. I I thought it would be hilarious if it was just a green carpet and they just had to pretend <laughs> to be oh, no. sinking into lava. But. It does wanna, look like they fall in water or something. I want to see the awkward behind-the-scenes moments, because when someone falls in the lava, you don't see them pop back up and swim to the side. When they fall in the lava, you never see them again, which means everyone who's presumably doing the course just has to stand in the spot they're in while someone behind the scenes comes and scoops that person out of the obstacle yeah. course off-camera, and then like, okay, go. I also like that very clearly someone's telling them like, okay, like when someone falls in the water, you have to react. Like they just got murdered. They just fell into lava. The stakes are high. Yeah. Your brother is dead. He died in front of you because he slipped on this table and fell into a volcano. Yeah. No thanks to that show. What and the other example I had of Netflix's shotgun approach was like, what if we take a bunch of horny people, put them on an island, tell them they can't fuck? Mm. What if we just did that? Fine. Yeah, Um, they just don't say no, which is fine. Some really good quality things have come through Netflix for sure, but uh, there's also been just it's just the follow through after that, and maybe they would be better off just being like, you know what, this was really good. As a limited series, it's done now. Uh, it's like the mayor from Jaws, though, Sam. There's money to be made here. We can't That's close true. dead like me. Got to open it back up. Make some more of that money. I don't care if um, you think it's a bad idea. Yeah, what are you enjoying? Uh, we have been exploring other non-Netflix apps because we are paying for them and we never open them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we fired up Crave, which we're paying for and mostly just using as a weekly John Oliver device. And we fired up finally Killing Eve, oh. which friends of ours have recommended. And I, I just always, every time there's a, like the Emmys or whatever, the yeah, Emmys are the TV ones. You always mm-hmm. see like Killing Eve, Killing Eve. And this person won for Killing Eve. And oh, I hope Killing Eve wins. And I yeah. knew nothing about the show. Uh, we are almost halfway through season two, which the nice thing is there's three seasons of this show, but basically that adds up to one season of a regular show because the seasons Mm -hmm. are like eight episodes, which I like as someone who is overwhelmed with options. 
Uh, but yeah, it's super good. It's, you know, basic premise is Sandra Oh, and oh, I forget the actor's name, but she's super good in the other, as, as the hitman. Basically, Sandra Oh is brought in to hunt down this female hitman, and the hitman learns that she is tracking her down, and it sort of becomes this, like, game back and forth between the two of them, and it goes to some... You assume it's going to be about, like, oh, they're going to meet there, but, like, they've met by, like, season... or episode two. So then mm. from there, you're like, I have no idea where this show is going to take take us, but, uh, you know, it's been good. I hear season three is a bit of a... We're still on two and enjoying it. Yeah. Awesome. So that is my current what are you enjoying because the other thing we're watching is as discussed dozing off to the floor is lava which is trash yeah not even fun trash trash. it's just kind of once you see someone fall in the lava once and laugh you go oh that's it that's the show yeah that's all they have yeah it seemed like a funny concept and then in practice it was like nope not we don't need to watch this uh yeah i guess that does it Episode 99, our yeah. last double-digit episode ever. That's All triple digits crazy. for a couple of decades, and then maybe we'll get to the quadruples. Who's, who knows? Who knows? Uh, thank you to OG Sam for bringing us into the new century. Um, and, of course, you will be on episode 100 as well. We already can safely say that. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming I don't bail on the editing or die. So we'll see. And if that second thing happens, don't worry. I, I'll tell someone where the files are. And I still expect it to go up. Uh, so thank you to, to Sam. Thank you to Tev Sound for our theme song. If you want to you know, see my weird, angry political views, plus promos for old episodes, plus whatever else I decide to think of during the course of the day, follow us on Twitter. If you want to see where I'm spending my money on physical media these days, follow us on Instagram. Maybe get a peek at future episodes with my purchases. Uh, and go to Facebook and remind me to update Facebook because I, I just don't anymore. I, also, just, I just forget. Thank you to Rob for surprise appearance. Yes, thank you to Rob for the very, very quick, like, yo, Dylan can't play the shark game. You got to come play this shark game. I'll tell you when to get in the waiting room and play shark game. I'm reading my kid's story. I was texting Rob with one hand while reading George Catches a Cold with the other. <laughs> Sorry, daughter. I was paying yeah. attention to you, I swear. Uh, and leave us a review or a five-star thing. We've made 100 episodes. Some of you have listened to all of them. That's like four days worth of entertainment. You can take four minutes and re- leave a, I like when I put this podcast in my ears. That's all you yeah, need to write. And then other people will go, maybe I should put that podcast in my ears. So put our podcast in your friend's ears. That's our new saying. Good night, everybody. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do we